Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Songwriters on Process podcast. My name is Benno Papari, and since 2010, I've run the Songwriters on Process website, where you can find more than 200 conversations with songwriters about the creative process. I'm not here to talk about tour stories, band drama, how a band got its name, or favorite foods. My goal is to treat songwriters as writers, plain and simple. This is an intelligent conversation about the writing process between two writers. And today's episode is with Ida Friedman and Allegra Weingarten of Mama. Together, uh, they make up two-thirds of Mama. The other third is Zach Capini-Fenton, and he is on drums. Um, I will just say this directly. I love this band very, very, very much. Uh, Household Name, their album uh, out on Polyvinyl Records, came out 2022, it's one of my favorite albums of last year. It's one of, still my one of my favorite albums of this year. Love them. I grew up on guitar-centered music, and that's one of the reasons why I love this band. I love the harmonies. I love the guitars, everything about it. I made that very clear to them before the interview, before I started recording, um, how much of a fan I was of the band, and I still am. So, um, yeah, I just have to say that. I'm a huge fan. If you do not listen to them, listen to them. This is They're fantastic. Um, I also referred to, to Ida as Etta once in the beginning and then corrected myself. So I just want to point that out. So a couple of things stood out to me in this conversation with the two of them. Um, we had this discussion between their Coachella sets, uh, between the, their Coachella weeks. So they were in two separate places in, in California, um, a couple of things stood out to me. One, we debated. We went really deep into the process and not only talked about the particulars of it, but why we do the things that we do. And, for example, we debated the merits of lined versus unlined paper. They will not write lyrics on lined paper. It has to be unlined. And there's a reason behind that, as you'll see. Um, they like to write. or they. I think they said they wrote a song last week together and they wrote it at i believe it was uh allegra weingarten's house outside at her parents house they never written a song outside before and there were bir birds chirping in the background and they wanted and they were debating whether they should keep that in there i think but that was a new thing for them writing outside um the other thing that was unique is that a lot of songwriters tell me how many great ideas they get uh doing mundane activities. I always ask about that, you know, whether it's walking or talking or not, well, not talking, walking or, or doing the dishes or gardening or something that does not require a lot of thought. These two said something the exact opposite. And that is the, they use mundane activities to shut off, to shut off everything, to shut out everything. They use mundane activities as a method of escape. So they deliberately do not get song ideas during those mundane doing mundane activities. Now, I thought that was interesting. No one's ever said that before, that most songwriters do good ideas during those mundane activities. These two deliberately don't because they use them for a specific purpose. Um, so this was a great conversation. I love this. It's it's always fun when I get to, to talk to artists whose art I truly admire. And so we had a blast talking. I hope that comes through in this. Um, again, the album is called A Household Name. Uh, and I think they're on tour this summer. Go see them. I hope they're coming to DC because I will try to find them somehow. Anyway, enough of my gushing about the band. Here's my interview with Etta Friedman and Allegra Weingarten of Mama. All right, well, listen, let's get started. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Um, and I guess, um, Allegra, we'll start with you. Um, outside of songwriting, do you do other types of writing? A lot of songwriters like to journal, anything like that. Um, kind of. I've tried my hand at like short stories or something. I took a few writing classes in college. Um, and occasionally if I'm really bored, sometimes I'll I'll write stuff out. And I, I journal as well, but not I'm not as consistent with it as a lot of people are, which I kind of regret. Um, but yeah, I, I've tried. I've got some. I've got some Google Docs, some stories in there. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny. I find that songwriters fall into like two categories: those that journal, uh, or I say those that those that don't journal, 
and have no desire to, and those that do journal, and then those that don't, but wish that they did. Um, where I was like, I really <laughs> totally. think I should be doing this. So I guess as a follow-up, do those things ever make their way into songs at all in any sense? Yeah, I mean, I feel like most of, if you look through my journal, it's not like, dear diary, today is Tuesday, <laughs> April 20th. It's mainly just like stream of consciousness or like, like sometimes I'll handwrite not lyrics, but like ideas or phrases or like feelings that I'm having that aren't perfectly like communicated yet. And then I'll go back through those and kind of see if I get any inspiration for um, songs or something. But also like I'm constantly, I think each and I both are constantly writing stuff down in our phone. Like I've got thousands of notes that are like two words and I look back and I'm like, what was I, what was I trying to say there? But yeah, it's definitely always like, that just a couple phrases here and there yeah so at etta it is etta right i will make sure i pry. it's it's Ita. Ita. okay good i'm glad i got that because i just heard <laughs> okay excellent Ita. um yeah how about you other types of writing besides besides songwriting uh yeah not really like i would say like similarly to allegra like journaling probably is like the closest i get to that i feel like the the like my other like outlet is usually through like drawing stuff so it's like it doesn't really have to do with like wordplay necessarily but like I can maybe convey like an emotion or like a scenario in my head through drawing it out more so and I hear that from songwriters I mean who are visual artists so Again, I feel like I hear two things. Sometimes they draw as a way, as a break from songwriting, like not make sure they're not related at all. Others say that as they draw, sometimes they get ideas for songs. So where do you fall in that category? Either of those? Um, I don't think my drawings have ever inspired songs. If anything, it's the other way around. Um, Like imagery that like Allegra and I will play with could inspire like a scene that I want to draw out or something like that but um yeah i yeah i think that's more so what it is for me yeah so allegra get back to the phone because i do find that i get very anxious when songwriters tell me they have thousands of voice memos or things and i just and there's no organization at all to them and i just imagine frantically like going back and saying where was that idea so you already alluded to this but is there any sense of organization to those memos uh the voice memos yes like i always try to title them what it is well voice memos actually does this really convenient thing where if you don't title it the title it gives is like the place that you're at yeah so i can always remember things like if we're on tour and we're at a sound check and we're like messing around with something and i record it it always shows up like as like that venue or that city so that's really convenient and then but as far as the notes go like i literally just have to go and try to do like a keyword search of like okay i think i was trying to talk about or i think i said something about this and then i'll like plug that word in and see if i can find it but i definitely lose a lot of ideas that way it's not the most organized or like streamlined way to do it it's funny i have heard songwriters tell me like i think lauren mayberry interviewed her her from churches and she told me that she has a giant actually Excel spreadsheet of all those ideas, which is not what you'd expect, right? I'd expect it to be more like, yeah, just the ideas are out there. And if I remember them, great. If not, whatever. But she has actually an Excel spreadsheet of those ideas, um, right? Uh, that that makes me anxious to even think about yeah. it, to be completely honest. I think oh, what, you, yeah, go ahead, Ida. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think what's funny about that is like, like yeah, like I like the notes thing, in the moment feels like so tangible. And then you're like, I'm totally going to go back to this because I'm feeling this one thing. But like, if your emotions evolve from what you've already like written down, it's kind of like, I feel like it's hard. That's why it's like hard for me to ever go back to notes like that because it's like, well, maybe I've, I've already like progressed past like this one emotion that I was just like scrambling down or like event that happened or something like that. Um, so keeping an Excel sheet is like that's really funny. It's like a diary and a and a like tool. I don't know. That's interesting. 
I've heard a lot of things that, yeah, the sense of organization surprises me. But I think you brought up something, Ida, that's interesting, uh, and that is how much distance do you need to be able to write about an event or an emotion? I mean, Ernest Hemingway famously said he could never write about Paris when he was in Paris. He always needed distance. And I think whether that's an emotion or a place, uh, Ida, I guess we'll, we'll start with you. I mean, it sounds like distance isn't a good thing for you when it comes to writing about something and you need the, the immediacy of it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's like also a way that Allegra and I work really well together is like in, in the immediate moments when we're like really inspired. I think we try to really like, I don't know, harp on that and like really like focus in on that because sometimes like emotions like that are so fleeting and you can create something really cool out of it. Um, even if it's not going to be fully realized or anything like that, I think it's just like getting your ideas out and like trying to like complete the thought is, um, usually at least like, especially when we work together, it's like usually what creates like some of our favorite songs just cause it's like such a moment, you know? Yeah. Allegra, how do yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I actually have a hard time writing about stuff if I'm too distanced from it. Um, I mean, I guess there's always the song that you write where you've kind of like overcome something and then you're writing about what that experience was like or like the growth that you had afterwards. But I think the best songs are the really visceral, like I can't even get out of bed because I'm just thinking about this one thing. So the only thing I can do is pick up my guitar write about it um i think that definitely yields like the most powerful lyrics like well it's, sometimes it's frustrating though when you really want to write about something and you <laughs> feel like it's all right there and you're feeling it so hard and then you can't even think of a good like a chord progression so you're just like well what am i even how can i do this but when it does happen those are also the songs that that get done in like 15 minutes. You know, those are the ones that are like, all right, I just have to write about this one thing right now. And those are the best songs by far. <laughs> yeah, I guess to you, I really, before I forget, I do want to ask you one more thing about the voice memo thing. And that's only because um, I, I do find that people, when they do go through all those voice memos that they, you know, frantically looking for something, they find actually, oh, there's actually something there in that thing. And so the good thing about not having it labeled is that there may be nuggets in there that you would have overlooked, right? So has that ever happened to you where it's like, actually, I was going to pass over this, but now that I think about it. Yeah, for sure. That happens a lot of the time when I'm, I'll be in the middle of writing something and then I'll kind of get stuck. So then as a way to like re-inspire myself, I'll go back and listen to other things. But it's rare that something is so good that it didn't get finished in that moment. Like most of the times the things that kind of get put on pause are the things that just aren't going to play out in the first place. Like we were just on tour with Alex G who's a great songwriter, one of yeah. our favorites. And I, I was kind of picking his brain about how he writes songs. And he was saying, if I don't finish a song, I probably know that it's not going to make the cut in the first place, which I think is true for a lot of songwriters, I would say. Yeah. Um, do you, so I guess for the ritual, Ida, we'll start with you. Um, you know, for me, like ritual is important. Uh, you know, I think I have a certain time of day, certain place, uh, whether it's a confidence thing, I just know that, okay, the writing does get done. I mean, I do prose writing, not songwriting, but you know, I feel like if I know that it's happened in this place before, there's a better chance of it happening than if it was just some random place. So there are certain things I do, like I write here, but I revise in that chair behind me, you know, <laughs> kind of stuff. And I just find that that works for me. Um, I know that there are certain th certain things I have to have with me, time of day. So is the important, Ida, is the ritual important to you? It, do you have a ritual, I guess? Uh, in terms of like locations, I don't think we necessarily have a ritual or I don't have one either. It's I think it's like, like, more so I think it's like more impromptu for us like that but like ritual like more like I think like writing together and like experiencing 
songs like that together or like bringing someone, I mean, this doesn't have to do with um, lyrics or anything, but like bringing someone like apart and being like, what do you think about this? And like, can you expand on this? Like, I'm stuck here. How do we do this? Like meeting up is more so the ritual and like figuring it out than, than like, I know that I'm going to block out X amount of time to like sit in my room and like try to do something. I feel like it's it's more so just like us really needing to like us like sharing with each other just our ideas and thoughts and emotions and things like that, you know. But you have to be like, are, are you? Is there a time of day? I mean, I know you sounds like it may not be, but a lot of songwriters say like one a.m. to four a.m. <laughs> uh, like that, you know, whether there's, you know, other things involved, whatever, but people find that when they're, when it's quiet, when they know that the world mm-hmm. is sleeping, that's when they tend to be the most efficient. So are you that kind of writer? I, I think it's funny. Cause I think like when we first started writing together, nighttime was definitely our thing. We would just like get home from school and like smoke a shit ton of weed and try to just write music and do our thing. Um, but like, What's interesting with our with us is just like we've also been apart in places before and like like Allegra's moved away for school and then I moved away for school and then now we've like reconnected and you know so like there's no I don't know it's like interesting in that sense but like yeah time of day not really like I don't know I think that we just yeah I mean actually a ritual that we do sometimes um but we used to do a lot in the past is like and we'd sit and try to write lyrics. We'd like pull up um, rhyme zone um, or like, or like uh, what's it called? Like random word generator. Just I've heard that like, before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, spark some stuff or like a thesaurus even like just to like, kind of like play from all these different sources to really like make um, the most of like our idea and deliver it in a concise way. Yeah. Like or anything to add to that as far as time of day or things you have to have with you just as a ritual? Um, no, I mean, kind of what you two were saying, I feel like at this point, since we tour so much, we're just so busy. Whenever we can really get a moment of silence is a good enough time to start writing. Um, if we're writing separately, like if I'm just kind of on my own doing it, nighttime for sure, I almost always have to have like a bottle of wine. I mean, that's pretty (laughs) cliche, but it's hard for me to write without like a bottle of wine and like maybe a candle lit (laughs) or something kind of set the vibe. But no, I I don't think we really have any rituals. I think if something could be like becomes too much of a formula, then it feels forced. I think it's fun to write in unfamiliar or uncomfortable circumstances because then maybe you're going to write something completely different you know i've never heard that before so the fact that the newness right if it gets at the place or the time of day is too stale so you actually prefer the 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 novelty of a of a of a place um totally yeah yeah i mean the last song that we wrote together like a week ago we wrote i'm at my parents house (laughs) they have like this they have this balcony area and we wrote it out here and that's the first time i think we've ever written outside and but it was cool because the voice memo that we recorded of the song that we wrote has like birds chirping in the background right and then listening to it i was like well that would be cool if we kind of added that when we actually do record it so yeah like yeah the environment (laughs) kind of informs what the song is going to be like or even like we only had one guitar on us because we're at my parents' house and it had to be the acoustic guitar because we don't have amps and whatever. So then we ended up writing a really simple chord progression as opposed to like both of us kind of with our electric guitars trying to figure something out. So yeah, in that case, like the environment or the setting kind of informed what the song sounded like. And also like for me, at least when I'm in a rut, that's the first thing I do. Like if I'm, if I, if it's not happening for me here, I'll go somewhere else, like to another room. You know, the last thing I want to do is sit there and stare. So I find like, if I go to another place, you know, I make it some breakthrough. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the big question is when it comes to lyrics, are you a pen and paper person or a computer person? Ida will, Ida will start with you. <laughs> 
I, I think like, especially when we write together, it's like pen and paper for sure. Like we do, we do, uh, it's usually like Allegra will be playing the guitar and like, we'll be like going over the chords and like trying to like figure out a melody together. And then it'll just turn into like, uh, okay, so, oh, this is like a sick line that I just thought of. Okay, cool. Like just write it down. Oh, okay. What do we want to talk about? Like, it's just like a lot of writing for sure. Cause I just think that's like a really easy way to like get ideas down. And like, there's sometimes where like, I mean, even with the song that we wrote like last week, there was like certain phrases that we were like, this is cool, just not yet. So like, we have to like, I don't know, just like the way my brain works visually, it's like easier on a piece of paper to be like, okay, so then the ideas that we'll use later go here. And then this is actually where we're writing stuff down and like, blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's a lot harder to do that on a computer. I mean, I guess you can. It's just like not as, um, doesn't feel as good to me. Yeah. So, okay. Before I go to Allegra, Ida, is there a, because I do find that songwriter is a very particular with color of pen, type (laughs) of pen. You'd be surprised. I could do a whole whole website dedicated just to that. (laughs) Do you have any allegiance at all to color of ink, brand of pen type of paper? No, I mean, no, I feel like if there's any like allegiance to anything, it would be like, and this is rare too. I don't even know I'm bringing this up. It's like more so like, I think maybe like uh, me personally, I'll have like a, a a notebook that's like, this is only for music stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, whether that's like me journaling, whatever's going on on the road or something, or it's like me writing down lyrics or we do that together or something, maybe. But I feel like when we write together, it's usually like, okay, just grab like the closest piece of paper and pen and just do it, you know? So what you said, I hear some songwriters tell me that they deliberately make it like they'll write lyrics on the back of like utility bills or like to make it less serious, to make it less not serious pressure, right? It's like grabbing that spare scrap of paper rather than, oh, let me get that nice notebook. Um, you know, and they find that that takes the pressure off of the songwriting. If it's like, oh, let me jot some ideas down on the back of a bill or a or hotel stationery or something like that. So, um, I don't know if that ever does, it sounds like maybe, I don't know if that's important to you at all to kind of lessen that pressure. I don't know. I don't think we put like too much pressure on ourselves. Like, I mean, we do in, in certain contexts, but I just think like, I don't know when it comes to just writing, if we're just writing, we just want to do it. Like, I don't think that we try to like enforce any like parameters to make us less nervous or something about doing it. If it's not coming, it's not coming. And we can just accept that and be like, okay, let's just put a pin in it for later. Whereas like, if it's, I just feel like we're very spontaneous in that sense. Like we're very just like, if you're feeling it, let's just do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Legor, go ahead. Any thoughts on that, the ritual, any of that stuff? Uh, well, one thing I was going to say is that I don't think we write on lined paper. Right, Ita? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lined paper is like a big no-no. Like I would never write a song on a yellow memo pad. Like that sounds terrible. It's yeah. always like, it's like Ita and I's journals are both like sketch pads. Like yeah. those little ringed sketch pads that are just like blank pieces of paper i find that those are the best because then if you have to like circle something or take something over here i don't know it's just easier that way um but no i it doesn't i mean exactly what you just said it doesn't have to be anything that's necessarily like taking the pressure off i think it's better to have well it's actually it, it's better to keep it all in one place i think like if you're taking a random napkin and then writing something down it could get lost easier and we like to keep our original lyrics. Like I think we have every lyric from the last record that we wrote still like in our notebooks and those are fun to look back on. So I, th- I think in that way, maybe we can keep it kind of organized like one, one or two notebooks that we like keep. So we have the record of it. Yeah. And I do hear that from songwriters too, that, that uh, some have told me that they'll write on rather than online, uh, they'll write on, uh, 11 by 22 art paper, right? Unlined. And there's that way there's thought bubbles and there's errors and there's lines, and there's lyrics here, there's lyrics here. Like there's no linear form at all to that process. 
it's it's purely just kind of spontaneous, not thinking about where it's going to end up, just getting ideas out there. It sounds like, Ida, it sounds like that's what you're talking about a little bit of that when you talk about that, the advantage of the non-line paper is that it deliberately makes the process less linear, right? Totally. And it's it's also funny, like thinking in this in terms of line versus online paper, because like for some reason in my head, I keep, I like think of line paper as like some type of, there's like some type of structure to that just because it's like, whatever and online paper like you kind of have to like make your own structure if that makes sense like yeah i feel like we're both like organized people so or like trying to be so it's like the way that we have to like categorize like our thoughts is interesting just like yeah line paper is still restrictive like it's funny to think about it like that like we definitely have to just like uh draw things out but even in the on organization of like just like a plain piece of paper there has to be some type of structure for us it's very strange i don't know i've just never had that thought it's an interesting one yeah no it's it i think people for some people that's very that's beneficial because it it the ideas i don't know i feel like for me when i write i have no idea what it's going to look like at the end so I'm the same way. Like I'll be writing something and again, I'm a prose writer, but I'm, I'm writing something. And if halfway into a paragraph, I get another idea, I stop that paragraph cold and then just start writing another paragraph. And I have no idea where they're going to end up. But part of it is like that anxiety that if I don't get that thing down now, I'm going to forget it. And it just kind of freaks me out. Um, so yeah, Allegra, um, I, I interviewed uh Liz Fair a couple of years ago and she talked about how she gets she gets song ideas I think she said while she's swimming and I think a quote was nothing like a good backstroke or I'd have to go back to the interview but it's something nothing like a good backstroke or something like that or free I forgot what the stroke was and I bring this up because a lot of songwriters tell me how they get great ideas when they're doing mundane activities whether it's swimming walking biking hiking I've heard gardening, vacuuming, cleaning, like there's something about doing an activity that requires no thought. It's so repetitive that that allows kind of the unconscious to creep up. So Allegra, we'll start with you. Uh, thoughts on that as far as getting song ideas during those moments? Yeah. Um, it's funny because I don't really think about where I am or what I'm doing when the idea comes like after you've thought of the idea it's kind of already there so you, it's hard to kind of like look back and be like what was I doing like what 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 was the activity that it was inspiring the the mental like work or whatever um but I kind of disagree with that in a way only because if I'm doing a mundane activity like cleaning my room or whatever, I'm probably doing that to completely shut off everything. Like if I'm anxious or thinking about something too much or right before work and all I want to do is just listen to music and not think about anything, then that's when I'm going to take a walk or clean my room or cook myself a meal. So I'm kind of doing that purposefully to turn off. Um, so I would say the opposite. Like for me, I good ideas come when I'm in the car and I'm not driving like in the van all the time. If I'm in the backseat and I'm not involved in a conversation at all, like that's when I will think of something and I'll write it down. Um, and I, I get ideas a lot also by listening to other music too. Like sometimes you'll hear a song and not to be like, we're ripping people off, but obviously <laughs> music inspires other music. Um, if I'm listening to a song and they say a, a line or a lyric, that's really powerful. And I'll think like, cool, I, I kind of feel the same way, but I would say it differently. Then I'll write that down or something, even musically too. If I hear a really good chord progression in a song and then I'm like, oh, but this would be way sicker if they had this lead onto it, then I'll start writing a, a guitar part based on that and then kind of like figure out a song separate from it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious what Itza thinks about that. Yeah, Itza, go ahead. That's, well, that's really interesting, the guitar part situation um yeah no i agree with allegra in terms of like the mundane activity that's usually like me trying to absolutely like escape what's going on in my head um and like distract myself i feel like a lot of the time well i have two thoughts like i feel like a lot of the time when i'm like a, 
about to go to sleep or like in the morning or something. And I'm like, that's when my brain like kind of just like cycles through all my shit and like my thoughts and like what, like, I don't know what I've just been like thinking about that day or that week or whatever. Um, And then I just kind of like think of ideas in that sense, I guess it's, I don't really know, but like, in terms of like certain lyrics and stuff, like talking about listening to other songs and things, I've noticed that like, like sometimes I'll mishear a lyric in a song that I think sounds really cool. And then I'll like look it up and be like, oh, that's so sick. But it's just not at all what they said or what they meant. And then I'll be like, okay, well, that's, that's dope anyways. Like, I remember I misheard of My Bloody, I mean, like, very easy to mishear My Bloody Valentine lyric, but like, I misheard my bloody Valentine lyric in the van one time. And um, it said, it was like something, I thought they said something like, there's a message in my kiss, which I just thought was really cool, but that's not at all what they said. And so I was like, that's interesting. And also like, why did I think that? I don't know. So it's like stuff like that. I don't think that there's like ever like a mundane situation where I'm like thinking about like what's going on with me emotionally but um yeah maybe at work or something yeah so i have this story and i tell it all the time because it was a study you talk about right before sleep so i always forget the name of of the there is a term for that space right before you're asleep it's that haze when you're kind of like eh, not asleep but you're not awake there's a name for it anyway there's a study they did with with uh, and in the study, they talked about Salvador Dali, what he would do is he would um, he would sit in this incredibly uncomfortable chair. There's actually a picture of him. It's hilarious with a skeleton key. And he would have his arm outstretched and he would have a saucer like a you know plate underneath on the ground. When he would finally drift off, this key would drop. It would make a sound. He would wake up and he would start to paint. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. That is so wow. Yeah. And and the picture is hilarious because it's this like incredibly uncomfortable chair and he's like this. And they've replicated this in the lab with creative people. I forgot the name of this. There's a term for, like I said, that that state that you're in, but he deliberately would use that. And I think you just mentioned that, right? That, that Ita, that when you would like, when you're kind of drifting off, you get those kind of bizarre ideas, right? Yeah. There's also like times where like, I'll hear, um, I'm, I never like to remember a song that's in a dream or something like that. Like, that's not me, but like, there'll be times where I'm like in the middle of waking up or going to sleep and I'll hear like a melody and I'll have to like somehow figure out how to write that down. If I'm like, especially if we're like all in a hotel room together or something, I can't just be like, la la la, like whatever. (laughs) So like, I'll figure out a way how to like remember it for myself. But um, yeah, it's definitely like in those weird in-betweens where like I get like the most creative, I would say. There's a uh, there's a book, a novel I read. I forgot what the name of it is, but the 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 main character, he was a writer and defer- what he would do. And this is a horrible idea, but he would actually like um, he would tape a pencil or like wrap a wrap or like wrap a piece of string around a pencil and attach it to his hand so that when he woke up in the middle of the night it was always right there. Um horrible idea. I feel like that would lead to injury, but I thought wow, that's really cool. So Allegra, any ideas in that space have have they ever come to you? Yeah, always. Well, I'm a well, this sounds like kind of cliche to say I'm a really vivid dreamer. But um, what what I mean by that is my dreams are always like what I'm thinking about in real life. Like I'm not really a person that has completely random dreams where I'm like, whoa, there was this monster. And then we were on this thing and like, whatever. Like my dreams are always like this person that I know in real life came up to me to talk about something that we I've actually talked about with that person. So whenever I have dreams like that, and then I wake up, and you know, when you have that feeling like someone pisses you off in your dream and then you wake up and you're like actually mad at them. <laughs> like there's always, I, I definitely had inspiration either before sleep or after because of something that has happened like in my, in that dream, that dream world. Um, but also when I fall asleep, a lot of the times 
if I, if I was trying to write something earlier in the day and it wasn't working and I voice memoed it, I'll fall asleep, like listening to it on repeat. Um, or if I like, wrote, a, if we wrote a song that we're really proud of, I'll literally like listen to the voice memo like 10 times as I'm trying to fall asleep. And then that's when I, I'm like, okay, this line isn't really working. Like that's when I'm like editing or yeah. something, you know, like that's when I'm can get the chance to be like, okay, this is not working or this sounds really good. So we should maybe like repeat this one part or even ideas for like production. Like how is it going to sound if it's actually recorded? Uh, but I think that's just because right before you fall asleep, that's when you're giving yourself that time to dedicate to. It's hard to carve out that time in any other circumstance, especially if you're on tour or just busy like we are all the time. So you're not listening to that thinking like, Oh, as I'll listen to it as I go to sleep, and as I'm sleeping, somehow I'll work through it. It's actually right. Yeah, it's it's like when I'm awake, like okay. before before I fall asleep, I'll give myself like half an hour to listen to a voice memo, like on repeat ten times, and then right like before I finally fall asleep and like turn off my phone and take out my AirPods or whatever. That's when I'm like, okay, these are the changes that we need to make, or this is how I feel about it. Yeah. All right, I have a couple of quotes I want to read to you by authors that I find are very interesting when it comes to songwriting. So Allegra, we'll start cool. with you. Cool. Alan Ginsberg, the poet, said, to gain your own voice, you have to forget about... Uh, let me repeat that. To gain your own voice, you have to forget about having it heard. I think that's really cool because the idea, right, is that don't be self-conscious. I'll repeat it. To gain your own voice, you have to forget about having it heard. Thoughts on that, Allegra? Yeah, that's actually really relevant, I think, to the songs that we've been writing lately because they're very vulnerable and very personal. And sometimes it's really scary. Like in the moment, it feels great to write it down, but then you're like, oh my God, I can't believe people are actually going to hear this. Like, and, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm talking about like something that's self-deprecating. Like I'm talking about my real thoughts about real people, but, and they know that <laughs> I'm talking about them, you know? So that's really scary, but those are the songs that people are going to resonate with. Like, I think every, I mean, it's not the case for every songwriter because some songwriters are really good at doing like character play or like storylines, fictional storylines. But for me personally, the songs that I really resonate with are the songs that are, real like you can tell if someone's kind of faking it or just writing about something that doesn't act didn't actually happen but um i think we've definitely had that conversation before where we're like this is really scary to write down but we just have to we have to do it because it's going to end up being the song that people like the most or something yeah ita how about you so i'll repeat it so to gain your own voice you have to forget about having it heard and that's alan ginsburg so thoughts on that yeah, no, I completely agree with Allegra. I think that there's just like a a place that we've reached. I think it's like sh it shows like a lot of growth with us as songwriters, honestly, just because like we are, we've always been like very, like we've been vulnerable songwriters forever. I just think like we're now being more explicit and that's like really cathartic. It like, it makes the songs feel so much better and you have such a stronger emotional connection to them because you're not kind of hiding behind like like a, th a third party if that makes sense like i feel like yeah. we like we had an album where we did the character play thing and like we were talking about things that were fun and it was like an a, a world that we could kind of access um but we were still talking about like real life situations and so like those songs to me now just don't feel as I don't have as much of a connection to them anymore just because it's like like I have to like go through a, a another wall to even access what I was actually like what we were actually talking about so like yeah like these these new ones are going to be very vulnerable <laughs> but um it'll be great and I I am pretty excited for it. I'm excited to see how like that affects our performance too once everything like, I don't know, in a year or two from now, like how we play the songs I'm excited about. 
So, Ita, are you with those vulnerable lyrics? And Allegra, I'll ask you this too. But Ita, with those vulnerable vulnerable lyrics, are you less likely to revise them because revising them makes them less raw? Um, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think that there's much revision. I mean, like, there's a song that I'm thinking of that first came to mind that we wrote on tour last summer, um, and like. That was literally like me just sitting down and being like, these are all of my feelings. These are all my thoughts. And then like slightly revising shit later or sorry, words later, like, um, you know, but like, it's not, yeah, I, I don't think there's like much revision unless it's like a production thing where we're like going back and being like, oh, well now this rhythmically doesn't work. So let's like cut it down or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Allegra, how about you? Yeah, I think there's always, sorry, can you hear me? There's a plane. Yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Um, There's always revision. Like, no matter how raw the song is, at the end of the day, music is music. So it has to sound a certain way. So there's always like, I mean, you don't have to alter the truth, but you you can put in a word that's not, like just the other day we were writing a song and the first line we had ended in car and then et and i both looked at each other and we we're like we can't rhyme that with far <laughs> yeah like that's just not that's just not gonna happen yeah. and maybe if we did rhyme it with far like the meaning would have been totally accurate to the scenario we were writing about but we just we were like we can't do that it's just too obvious we have to figure something else out so th- there's always always revision even if the song is 100 done and yeah like Ita said like sometimes you're even you get there to sing it and you're like i'm not there's not enough space for breath, like breaths, or that word actually just doesn't sound good on this mic and like live, it's going to be a a mouthful. That's like another aspect you have to think about. That's why songwriting is different than any other type of writing, because you have to think about that aspect of it, like how it's going to be communicated out loud, you know? Yeah. 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 Now, this is the quote that songwriters love. This is by the novelist E.L. Doctorow. I'll repeat this. Writing is like driving at night. You can only see as far as the headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. I know, right? I'll read that again. It's so good. Writing is like driving at night. You can only see as far as the headlights, but you can make the whole trip that way. So I guess when it comes to songwriting, I'm guessing that when you start writing, you don't have an, and I'm the same way, but you don't have an endpoint as to this is what we want this song to be. You just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, sometimes like you're, sometimes you write a song and then you realize you don't even have a chorus or something and that that's fine because that's what the song needs. Like the song the song writes you, you don't write the song. (laughs) (laughs) But but, I mean, in a way, like, you know, yeah, it's kind of like you're just scrambling until you finally get, well, there's a point, but there's a, there's a midway point. I think there's a midway point where it's like, okay, we've written enough to realize exactly how it's going to end up. Like, and then, so I think in the first half of the writing process, you're, you know, you can only see as far as the headlights, like you can only see as far as, the first chorus or something but then once you get there it's like all right we know exactly where this is going to go um but i don't i don't know if that's the same for all songwriters at all i don't know if Ita feels any way about that yeah no i think that's like such an it's such a like good point because it's like as soon as you establish the structure of how you want to like continue writing the song because like songs have formulas usually so it's like you know like as soon as you establish what that first formula is and like how you want to repeat it um even if that means you're switching it up a little bit or whatever um it gets easier I think it's like from like a storytelling aspect it's kind of interesting too because it's like we'll go into writing a song with like an idea of what we want to write about but I don't think we know how we want the story to resolve until we've reached that midway point and are like, okay, we've already talked about like this one aspect of our experience or like this one experience we had or like whatever it is. Um, so, you know, like how do we wrap it up and like 
still be powerful, like end it powerfully, you know, start it powerfully. Like, I think we care about that a lot too. Just like an immediate, like hook, um, in terms of like a first line, you're not even like musically a hook, just like in terms of a first line, like, Oh, that's really interesting. Like wanting to make the listener kind of stick around. And then at the end, like lead them with something hopefully. And obviously that's not like our intention with everything. We don't go in like that because sometimes shit just doesn't work out that way. But like, I think if we're sitting down and really trying to like write a powerful song, that's like, like the, the, the header and footer of it is like important, I think. Uh, I do find that songwriters are typically voracious readers or have other artistic outlets that they like, uh, you know, not to invoke Hemingway again, but Hemingway said all writers should go to art galleries to get inspired. So whether it's art galleries or maybe reading, um, you know, Allegra will start with you. Uh, how much reading do you get to do with any? And if not reading other artistic endeavors? Um, I, try to read when we're on tour i get most of my reading done if we're because like those are the times like when you have those five hours or six hours in the van when you're sick of listening to music most of the time on tour no one wants to listen to music anymore it's just like we're <laughs> over it so that's when i try to read um in my real life outside of tour i, I it's hard because like we we work day jobs so when i'm home like i work 40 hours a week <laughs> so it's hard to kind of carve out that time for other artistic endeavors i suppose um and this is going to sound like so cliche and i don't i know how this is going to come across but bear with me like i think that like my artistic endeavor whatever is just like experiencing new things like you can't just write songs if you haven't fucked up your life a little bit or gone out to the bar and like met someone weird and then had this conversation (laughs) with them and talked to them about this one thing. And then that, like, you know what I mean? So I think I try to keep a really active, not, I mean, not social life, but an active life in terms of like spending time around new people or spending time in, in new places and kind of experiencing that. But just in terms of art itself, uh, I'm, I really love like TV. Like I love shitty reality TV. Like that for me is like, that's just brain food. Like it just feeds my soul in a way. I, we watch true crime documentaries all the time. Like listen to true crime podcasts. I'm always involved in some murder thing <laughs> that's happening. Um, so I, I guess that's maybe my number one. Like. <laughs> Uh, crime and shitty reality tv so allegra when you do read are you like a a genre person or an author person you know do you gravitate to certain types of writing or just certain authors uh if i pick up a book and i really like it i'll try to read more by that author like the this is again like not original at all but i'm like donna tart right now so like i read the goldfinch a couple months ago and then the next story we did i'm read uh, secret history and i'm searching for her last book but it's really hard to find um but yeah if i if i like an author i'll kind of go down that path or just like books that friends recommend to me like the book that i'm reading now is um it's like a memoir by cookie mueller or it's like a posthumous like anthology of her short stories and that was a book that my best friend just like handed to me she's like you have to read this so i picked that up on tour yeah. Uh, Ita, how about you? Uh, yeah, similarly with Allegra, like, um, it's hard. Like, most of the reading and drawing and stuff gets done on tour when there's just, like, like an insane amount of downtime. Um, but, yeah, it's funny because I, like, try to to draw more. I think, like, this past tour in Europe, I was, like, I had like a reason to draw and then now I've just been like doodling and stuff and like getting back into that, which is great because it just makes me feel like I can actually like do something. And I always like, even when I'm watching TV or something, I like kind of always have to be doing something. I don't know what that is, but I just, I do. Um, I have to be doing something with my hands. So like, uh, 
yeah, like drawing is pretty much like an outlet. I just like don't do it as frequently as I used to or would like to. Um, and podcasts are also really awesome. Like just kind of like keeping up with stuff like that. Um, as far as books go, like I used to pretty much honestly before like last summer, I was like pretty much only a memoir or like autobiography person. Like that was me. Um, I, and it's pretty much only revolved around music as well. Like that was just like what was interesting to me. Um, and then my girlfriend recommended me a, a book that was just like fiction and it was interesting. Um, but it got me like more into like stuff like that. Um, and one of my best friends, Jack, he's like, he reads a book a week kind of guy. Um, so he will recommend me stuff or like if there's ever a holiday or something or like, I don't know, we're just feeling generous. He'll, he'll usually give me a book. And that's been the prime, like primarily those books that I've read on these past few tours have been um, from Jack, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you gravitate to certain types of books or you said memoirs, but certain types of fiction? Uh, not really. Yeah. I feel like, like I need some type of like, it has to be kind of dirty in a sense, if that makes sense, like grimy, like not like dirty, but like grimy in a sense. Like, um, like one of the books my girlfriend recommended me was Brett Easton Ellis, like a Brett Easton Ellis book, also funny with the Donna Tartt stuff. And I, the first one I read, I didn't like, uh, it was just like to LA. I didn't really like it that much. Um, but then there's like rules of attraction, which has been pretty cool. And, um, and like uh, I read The Curious Case or no, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. And that was awesome. That was like an ins- like things that are a little bit more like. Like they're just a little weird or something like that. Like it's a little everything's a little off or it's kind of like a puzzle. I like that. Like. Yeah, which is interesting relating it to like a memoir where it's like so matter of fact, but I feel like that's yeah, probably more so what I would go for. And that's it for the latest episode of Songwriters on Process. Don't forget, you can find all of my interviews with over 200 songwriters on my Songwriters on Process website at songwritersonprocess.com, going all the way back to 2010. You can read them, watch them, or listen to them. So until next time, thanks for listening. 